Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. And who do we have with us? Well, Judge Andrew Napolitano, my man, when it comes to knowing about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, what America's foundation was built upon, and uh, how they're destroying it. And on February 1st, today's going to be a big day, too, because the the banks, the gangsters are going to come out and say, hey, how much are we going to raise interest rates? So it's a big day on that end and a big day on how they're robbing us of our freedom and stealing more of our rights because the judge has an article over here that's coming out tomorrow. The legacy of George W. Bush and his torturers. Yep. George W. Bush, the daddy's boy. Tell us about this, Judge. Uh, Gerald, hi, my friend. It's always a pleasure to uh, be with you. Because of the George W. Bush authorized torturing, uh, the government now has decided that it cannot try the people it says are the perpetrators of 9-11 who slaughtered 3,000 innocent uh, Americans. They have a strong, solid case against Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and his four uh, co-conspirators, but they've gone to Joe Biden saying, we can't try this case without having to reveal all the torture uh, and all the lies and all the violence of uh, American imperialism in the Middle East. Biden is washing his hands of it and doesn't want to make the decision, but it appears as though the Secretary of Defense, because half the prosecutors are lawyers from the Defense Department and the defendants are in the custody of the Defense Department, and the Attorney General Merrick Garland, because half the prosecutors are from the DOJ, will decide to accept a guilty plea, which of course will involve no uh, execution, no death penalty, of uh, the removal of these people to a federal prison, um, not a military one, no solitary confinement, first class <laughs> health care, and the ability to engage in group interaction for religious and, uh, and other purposes. The American public is largely unaware of the fact that the government has botched its own cases against these people because of the Bush authorized, and I suspect immunized, I don't know this, but I suspect he gave pardons to the torturers because the torture was horrific and criminal and, and couldn't be justified under American law. Bush was of the uh, demented belief that military uh, jurors on a military tribunal would not be phased by torture. But every time one of these people has been tried in, at Gitmo, and no one has been tried at Gitmo for 9-11. There have been many trials, but none for 9-11. But every time someone's been tried at Gitmo and the courts allow the defendant to reveal to the jury what the CIA and the military did to them, the military jurors are repulsed by it and they request clemency for the defendant, even when the defendant has engaged in acts that resulted in the deaths of innocents. So Bush's bravado, torture, um, invasion of Afghanistan, invasion of Iraq has produced no good whatsoever. It's demented the American legal system uh, and it's resulted in the government's fear of prosecuting people as to whom the evidence of their guilt is overwhelming. You know, you, you talk about the torture. How about those dirty Russians? Huh? No, nobody talks about Gitmo and, and, and the disgusting 
you know, the torture that they've done to these people, as well as they've done it all around the world with the CIA and others. And there's never a word about this. And it's, it's disgusting. And remember when Obama ran on the line uh, that he was going to close down Gitmo. I remember the first day that he's there, you know, and they're taking the pictures as he's sitting behind a desk. He's by the end of the year, Guantanamo will be closed down. Remember that one? Yes. Yes. Well, I agreed with him that it should have been closed. Oh, yeah. It cost $550 million a year to operate. It's the most expensive prison per prisoner in the world. Uh, the Republicans in the Congress enacted legislation prohibiting uh, closing it down and prohibiting the removal of these prisoners to the United States, which prevented them from being tried in a federal district court here, prevented them from being incarcerated in a federal prison here, prevented them from being executed here. And then they inserted this into a piece of legislation that funded the Defense Department. So he couldn't he couldn't veto the legislation. So he was forced uh, to sign it. Um, I, I what I would do if I were the president, I was I would vacate it at night some night and shut it down. It's in the executive branch and Congress can't tell him how to operate the prisons. But Donald Trump uh, beefed up because he believed in, in tough prisons. Donald Trump beefed up uh, Gitmo. Uh, Obama narrowed it down. Uh, Biden is shipping people back to the Middle East. There's only uh, a dozen people left there, of whom five are Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and his four uh, conspirators. A dozen people, half a billion a year to operate this place. It's a devil's island crafted by Lindsey Graham and his bloodthirsty uh, buddies in the Republican uh, Party so to make America look tough and serious. And and where where is Guantanamo? Cuba. Cuba. What right does America have to be in Cuba? Ah, America has a 99-year lease with the government of Cuba signed in uh, during Teddy Roosevelt's presidency, and we have refused to leave. The 99 years is over. So we have effectively, it's, it's, uh, it's um, 40,000 square miles. It's not a small piece of property. Wow. We have effectively stolen this, it's a huge naval base. Gitmo is just the small prison camp surrounded by the huge naval base. We have stolen the property by refusing to leave after the 99-year lease. When uh, Bush sent people to Gitmo, his advisors said to him, don't worry, it's not the United States. Uh, the, the Constitution won't apply, and best of all, those pesky federal judges can't bother you there. And the Supreme Court has basically said, because we refuse to leave, Supreme Court recognized that we stole the property. Because we refused to leave when the lease was over, it's effectively American territory, and therefore the Constitution applies, and therefore federal courts have jurisdiction over you. This was a, 180 degrees from what uh, Bush wanted. But to your point, we have stolen this 40,000 square acres from, uh, from Cuba. And there's never a word about it. Correct. Never Correct. a there's word about it. What the hell are we doing in Cuba? Correct. Oh, those dirty Russians. Oh, look at them. Yeah. 
But America could kill and steal and rob and destroy. That's just fine. And you talked about that Lindsey Graham, that little lowlife piece of scum. Is not a war that he didn't support. He was, you know, he was in um, uh, uh, Ukraine this past uh, January 21st and with Richard Blumenthal, another arrogant boy from uh, uh, Connecticut who lied that said he was in Vietnam and all he ever did was get draft deferments right. and, and then got an easy thing, you know, they gave him, put him in the Marines, but he didn't have to go anywhere, just stayed in Washington, D.C., you know. That arrogant guy and another little clown of nothing. This this White House, uh, the, the Sheldon White House, the White House jerk off uh, senator from the Ukraine, uh, the Democratic senator from Ohio. Ohio, yes, yeah. He goes, huh. Lindsey Graham says, "I'm telling the people of South Carolina that you cannot allow one country to destroy another country." and expect that it would not bother you one day. Oh, wait a minute. You mean destroy, you talked about 9-11? Uh, uh, Was 9-11 a payback for the murders that that, that uh, Clinton uh, did during his candidacy? Of, of every time he got caught with his pants down, bombs away over Baghdad, killed over 500,000 Iraqi children under the age of five because of his sanctions, that Madeleine Albright... The United States ambassador to the UN said it was worth the price. Could have been yes. the Yugoslav war, the Kosovo war, what they've done with the Palestinians. Oh no, none of that. No payback there, but you can't expect that it will not bother you one day. Oh, after killing what between 800,000 and a million Iraqis. Oh, then you can't, they can't bother you one day. It's all right for you. But what hypocrisy over here? Yes. It's it's the belief uh, in American exceptionalism. It's the belief in American empire. It's the belief that when somebody else does it, it's wrong. But when we do it because we're Americans, it's right. It defies a, a common a, a common understanding of morality. It defies right and wrong. It says that might makes right. Uh, it it is repugnant to the founding documents of the United States of America. It presumes that everything we do is correct just because we do it. That's the Lindsey Graham uh, model. And apparently, you know, Blumenthal's a liberal Democrat. Graham purports to be a conservative Republican. Apparently, there are people across the aisle and across the political spectrum. So this is John McCainism run amok, and they agree with this stuff. Yep. No, this, this little lowlife piece of scum this again all they do is quote this little jerk lindsey graham a nothing a nothing every damn day he's out there and they keep putting him forward and you're banned to talk about peace you are not allowed in the united states to give anything contrary to the war message and this clown graham i mean he goes on listen to this i'm and I, here is what I tell the American taxpayers in South Carolina. The reason I am asking you to help Ukraine, you ready? Is because if we do not stop Putin here, he will keep going. Hey, does that remind you of the domino theory by that other little arrogant clown? What was it? A, a Buckley? What was his name? James William F. Buckley? What? William F. Buckley? Yeah. 
That was the domino theory in, in Vietnam. Yeah. When when Vietnam falls, the whole rest of the world will become communist. They're saying the same thing here. If we do not stop Putin here, he will keep going. They're selling the domino theory again, and the people keep buying it. The domino and theory does nothing but enrich the military-industrial complex. The domino theory is what induces the United States to send military equipment from our substance, not from our surplus. We have no surplus anymore. No. Um, uh, to Ukraine, and that causes the military-industrial complex over here. There's only five of them left, Raytheon and those guys, to work 24-7 uh, to supply the military with more equipment. This is a military whose budget is now $780 billion a year and who can't not account for $220 million of it. For five years, they've been trying to find $220 million, either in cash or in equipment. They don't know which that's been missing and they can't account for it. Would you give somebody $700 billion who, who, who lost $200 million? Of course not. But that's what Lindsey Graham and the Congress and Republican presidents and Democrat presidents have done to the uh, Defense Department. Give them all they want. The most inefficient thing on the planet. Yep. Wasting money, wasting cash, defending 900 foreign military installations. There isn't a person on the planet who can name all 900 of them or justify even 100 of them. We have no right to be anywhere other than in America. Correct. Every gun that is made, every warship launched, every rocket fired signifies in the final sense a theft from those who hunger and are not fed, those who are cold and not clothed. The world in arms is not spending money alone. It's spending the sweat of the laborers, the genius of the scientists, the hopes of the children. This is not a way of life at all in any true sense. Under the clouds of war, it is humanity hanging on a cross of iron, said William Jennings Bryan. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Oh, wow. Is Five that star general. Speech? Is that the same speech in which he war uh, warned against the dangers of the military industrial complex? Nope, this is earlier. Wow. And five and star general, commanding, commander in chief of all the armed forces in World War II in Europe. He got it. He, he hated understood war. it. He ended he ended the Korean War. Wow. And 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 these this is a real man that that was, you know, not like these little clowns like that that miley mealy mouth whatever the guy's name was with those the, the general, you know, with all his uh, you know, buttons on him, you know. Ribbons. When it's arrogant warmongers, warmongers. Again, you, you, that clown, uh, uh, Blumenthal, that, ang that arrogant, arrogant guy, he goes, we've just met with President Zelensky and his top military team. And I will tell you my heart soars with hope and confidence because I am so deeply inspired by the resolve, resilience, and courage of him and the people of Ukraine. But I am deeply concerned as ever because... We are at a crucial turning point, a historic fork in the road for this conflict. It is a time of maximum danger 
but also massive opportunity. Can I tell you where I agree with him? And that is the turning point. I think Washington is beginning to recognize they made a catastrophic mistake in sending military equipment to Ukraine, and they're beginning to lay the public relations groundwork for washing their hands of the whole thing. I think the generals have said there's no way Putin uh, loses. You guys have to start laying the groundwork for getting the hell out. I think that's what Blumenthal uh, is hinting at. No, no, he's not at all. He said the Russians are in a verge of major counteroffensive will, will be as barbaric and humane as all of what they have done. Hey, Blumenthal, how about barbaric and humane for what the United States did on Iraq? Hey, Blumenthal, how about barbaric and humane for what America did in Afghanistan? Hey, Blumenthal, how about America supporting the Yemen war of which 377,000 people died, according to the UN? Oh, oh, half of them, according to the UN, children under five. How about that barbaric? Hey, how about the barbaric of what Israel is doing to the Palestinians? Only killed 30 of them this year. Oh, I'm Blumenthal. Oh, you're an anti-Semite. Yeah, F you, I'm not. You are a little freak because here's where he keeps going. You ready? The opportunities for America to deter and defeat that counteroffensive by the Russians and enable a Ukraine to win. I repeat, win. That is the only acceptable alternative. Well, he's out of his mind. There is no way on the planet that Ukraine can have to depends on how you define win. If win means get the Russians out of Ukraine and get Crimea back, will never happen. If win means just stop fighting where we are now, that's a victory for Russia because he's taken uh, all the Russian speaking areas, all that area that was part of Ukraine, part of Russia going back to 300 years. That's not a win. It's a win in that there's no more fighting. But in terms of who's achieved their objective, it would be Russia. I'm not sure that Blumenthal, military historian that he is, knows what the hell he's talking about. He's an arrogant nothing. He's an arrogant, arrogant nothing. But these arrogant nothings have the power. I know. These These are two U.S. senators, a liberal Democrat and a conservative Republican. And for better or for worse, they represent the consensus in the United States Congress today. These people are more warmongering than Joe Biden is. Yeah. You ready? He keeps going. The opportunities for America to deter defeat, like I said, to the people of America today, he's speaking for us now. It is today, for the people of America, today it is Ukraine. You ready? But tomorrow it will be us if we do not stop Putin. Because Putin will keep rolling and attack NATO nations, which will obligate the United States to be involved with our troops. Gerald, the That's last coming thing- out of the crap spewing out of that arrogant guy's mouth. And these are the people that are running our country. The last thing Putin wants is a war with NATO. 
Putin will never attack NATO. I know. It's NATO that has moved 800 miles to the east. It's NATO that violated the agreement we would never go east when Jim Baker persuaded um, uh, Gorbachev uh, to let Eastern Europe go. It's Putin who's been wronged by what NATO has done. It's NATO that has instigated all of this. It's also NATO that that stinks. It has no ideology other than we'll do what Washington tells us. Am I right? A hundred percent. And there should be no NATO. Of course you not. You not be involved in it. It's interesting. We've had one president since World War II who said we should get the hell out of NATO. Donald Trump. Yeah. And of course, the establishment laughed at him when he said that. Look, he didn't, did and said a lot of crazy things. In this, he was correct. We have no business being there. Europe no. can defend itself. Putin is not a threat to NATO. And again, he, they keep selling this domino theory. And, and again, what, as you said, he's no threat to NATO. And as George Washington said, do not get involved in any foreign entanglements particularly what's going on in Europe, because these conflicts have been going on for centuries. Right, right. You know, th this isn't our business. We're Correct. Americans. Correct. And, and again, you're saying that, you know, they're, they're going to start pulling back in the United States. You know, what, what people don't get is that since the end of World War II, all of America's wars have been from little countries that they could thought they could defeat, like Vietnam, which they lost, like Iraq, which they lost. You're right. Like Afghanistan, which they lost. Right. Pick, pick a war against somebody who, if pick a war you can afford to lose. Yeah. Pick a war against somebody which, when you lose, there'll be no consequence. Well, if loss is no consequence, then there was no moral purpose to the war. There was no moral purpose to the Vietnam War. There was no moral purpose to invading Iraq. There's no moral purpose to invading Iran. There's no moral purpose to 900 military installations uh, around the world. There's no moral purpose to Joe Biden ordering the chancellor of Germany to send their tanks to Ukraine because, according to Colonel McGregor, the German tanks are better than ours. <laughs> and can't make this up. And again, the Russians aren't, you know, Muammar Gaddafi who they could overthrow. They're not, right. they're not, they, they, this is, this is Russia. You're not going to defeat them. What did they, they killed over 20 million Germans, killed over 20 million of them in Operation Barbarossa, World War II. And they were the first ones to defeat the Germans. Correct. So, I mean, America's not fighting, you know, Libya anymore or Vietnam or, or Iraq. This is really, they're not going to win. And the, but they're keeping it going. You you uh, have been warning, and I think, not saying this because I'm your friend, but it's true that yours was the first voice almost a year ago to say this is this is World War Three and we're in it. Now here we are, eleven months into that war, and you listen to uh, somebody like Blumenthal and somebody like Lindsey Graham. Admiral Kirby saying Joe Biden just sent 20,000 more troops to Europe. There are 100,000 American troops at the ready. 
There are 40,000 in Poland training with 90,000 Polish troops. They're 10 miles from the Polish-Ukrainian border. And the uh, diplomats in the State Department are tweaking uh, Putin, trying to get under his skin. You were right. It is the beginning of World War III, and that's what the establishment wants because they somehow, in their crazy way of thinking, think they can force Putin from office. Why force Putin from office? Russia is a, a country of great economic prosperity. That's all he's interested in, and he doesn't want NATO weapons creeping at his doorstep because NATO can't be trusted. You know, again, as I said, World War III has begun, and one of our top trends for 2023 is Middle East meltdown that the United States and Israel are ramping up. They're doing, they're doing major drills as to attack Iran. And we saw, this is a fact from the Jerusalem post, their language that Israel, it had drone strike this past week on a Iranian military installation. Could you imagine if Iran sent a drone strike on an Israeli military installation? Oh my God, how terrible! It's uh, Israel could it's, do it's anything. Exceptionalism again. The Israelis have the same view of the moral righteousness of their foreign policy. It's right just because we do it. Yeah, as the as the American establishment does, it's the same exceptionalism uh, argument. First thing, Netanyahu is back in power. This is his fifth time as prime minister. He was in for a week when he sent the Israeli army into the Palestinian camps to start killing. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, if there's going, if there is a military conflict between Iran, the United States, between Israel and the United States versus Iran, this is, go oil prices are going to skyrocket to above $130 a barrel. Well, Ru Russia will back uh, Iran. Russia threatened uh, uh, the Israelis because the drone that the Israelis sent, which they've denied, apparently struck at a drone factory which manufactures drones that Russia buys from Iran. Right. So this is all connected. Yes, it the is. Ukraine war, it's all connected. The United yes. States is involved in this. Yes. So I'm and saying if we don't unite for peace, we're going to die in war. And the people better do something. You better do something. Any way you want to do it, you better do something. And one of the ways you could do it is by donating to Occupy Peace, OccupyPeace.com. And do something in your community. Speak out. Stand up. Be a true American patriot. And not take on, take on the big government, the uniparty with its Republican wing and its Democrat wing in Washington D.C. It needs another party to challenge their globalist, imperialist, war-lusting for mentality that both of those part, both the Republicans and the Democrats embrace. And I agree with you 100%. And that's why in 2024, the ticket that I want to see is RFK Jr. for president, 
and Judge Andrew Napolitano for vice president. So everybody remember, that's what we're pushing for. That's what we want. And we need you to help. And any ideas, suggestions, or, you know, put your money where your mouth is, let us know. Judge, thanks for being on. And we'll see you next week. All the best, Gerald.